0: Welcome in uh, to a brand new day, uh, to a brand new edition of the uh, starting lineup. You're on uh, 98.9 The Game, ESPN Radio. Still same uh, time slot, new day though, as we're here until the new one hour here on ESPN Radio. And uh, Travis Sparks, Eric Fry, hanging out with you for the next hour here. And uh, coming up, we got a lot of basketball to uh, cover got a lot of basketball that happened there uh, last night with the boys basketball postseason officially underway. It's kind of an odd day on Monday with uh, some schools being out and whatnot, kind of being President's Day and whatnot. So uh, we'll check in on how those results went uh, last night. We'll take a look at the schedule for uh, this evening as we have some area local athletes in action uh, tonight looking uh, to get to a, a championship game, the sectional championship game uh, that is later this week on a uh, Thursday, and we'll take a look at uh, those area teams that are involved in the sectional semifinals uh, tonight, including one that's over on our airwaves, over on uh, Jack FM. We'll dive into that one coming up here in a little bit. And we'll also be hitting up on, uh, you know, it's usually Tuesday, so uh, we usually uh, uh, have enough space to uh, talk about the Illini. So we'll get into uh, Illinois finally winning against Maryland. It can happen, folks. Mm -hmm. It did on Saturday. So uh, we'll hit up on that. And we got a matchup tomorrow uh, against uh, Penn State. That's going to be a special Uh, environment for them tell Mm -hmm. you more about that uh, later and we'll look at the rest of a college basketball not a lot happening in there last night a little bit of a light uh, schedule uh there but we'll take a look at that what's to come tonight and we'll take a look at the new polls that came out there uh yesterday as well for college basketball how far did illinois climb up with that win against maryland well You'll know if you've looked at the polls, but we'll tell you about it coming up here in uh, just a little bit. And then uh, we also have to uh, block off in uh, the uh, podcast uh, the recap of the uh, first race of the year in NASCAR as it finally uh, got through there through the rain and whatnot and uh, no problems, at least with the weather. Uh, at least for the Daytona 500 mm-hmm. uh, there yesterday that has uh, come in gone. So we need to recap that and recap Pick'Em as well. We'll recap that really quickly and just move on to uh, next week, onward and upward, uh, to uh, Pick'Em there uh, next week. But we'll talk about the Daytona 500.
1: Yeah, we will, and we'll talk about the uh... – how angry it made me. And we'll talk more about that coming up in the pod. <laughs> How angry it made me It made you. me a little angry. So we'll have to talk about that in the pod, about why I was angry. <laughs> All
0: right. So I'll be uh, interested uh, to hear about that. And you can find that podcast wherever you find your favorite podcast on those podcast podcasting platforms. Easy for me to say. Also on the uh, website, femradio.com as well. That's where you can check out the podcast as well as our past games as well you can take a look at those uh there on our website as well so uh it looks like we have a lot to cover here today so we need to jump right into it and we need to get this thing started and we need to get it started with our first segment and it's called first things first before we get into the show
2: Things first.
0: And we open up with a little local basketball there from last night. We had our two area teams that we cover here on our Cromwell stations in action, beginning a postseason play here as it was Altamont and Cumberland both in action to start their regional play. And I guess we'll first start off here with alphabetic order and the team that was victorious there last night.
1: I was going to say, do you want to do that or do you want to talk about a team for the final time this
0: season? I yeah, mean, I guess we could do that as well.
1: Because, I mean, spoiler alert, we won't be talking about Cumberland Pirate basketball uh, after last uh, night.
0: Man, yeah, after last night, it was uh, a rough one there for the uh, Pirates there in uh, Flora. Uh, tough go things for the eleven seed uh, Pirates as they fell against Flora 61-23. to 23. Was the uh, final score there against the Wolves last night?
1: Yeah, and, you know, it, it's a tale of two halves, Travis. You know, Cumberland, they did get, you know, they came out flat at, at the beginning of the first quarter, which, you know, Cumberland's done that all season long. After one, they trailed 15 to 5. But at the end of the first half, Travis, they were only down 25 17. Which is not an insurmountable lead by any stretch of the imagination. It's an eight-point game. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they rebounded well. They limited turnovers. They only had five turnovers. They forced five on Flora's end. So, you know, you're like, okay, here we go. Like, we're in it. As long as you can hang around, you never know the way the ball will bounce. We've seen Cumberland many times this season have a quarter that's just really down then come back late in the game and have Mm -hmm. a big offensive quarter. Um, unfortunately that big offensive quarter went to the Wolves. Um yep. as Cumberland was outscored uh in the final two quarters. Uh do, 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 quick math. Hold on. I'm not good with math. So give me a second here. Quick math. Quick math, not mm-hmm. good. You just, Should've uh, been
0: prepared. My tally, bad. Tally up that on the old fire up the old calculator. Uh it well that's not right. You can't have negative points, so I know that that 36. a lot of things are possible. Cumberland got
1: that. outscored mm. Travis thirty six to six in the second half.
0: Mm. Man, and
1: that is where things went downhill. Yeah, Cumberland turnovers and shooting the ball. Cumberland was nine of thirty eight from the field. Nine of thirty eight, mm. including two of fourteen from three. Yeah, I I'll say it with Cumberland just like I say it with the Illini. At some point, quit shooting it. Quit shooting it from three. It's not working.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: and Florida didn't have a great night shooting either. They were 21 of 44, but, I mean, 21 made shots to nine made shots is a huge difference. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, Cumberland season comes to an end, 61-23 at the hands of the Florida Wolves, and, uh, you know, as as Coach said, it's been a season of ups and a season of downs, and, you know, we took our lumps, and, you know, we know now, you know, what to expect next year. Because, you know, this is, as we've said all season, it's a young team. And the benefits of having a young team is that you're bringing back a lot of varsity minutes. That's what Coach said. You're losing two seniors mm-hmm. in, you know, Blake McMeekin as well as in um, Zach Busher. And that's really it. Yes. That's who you're losing as far as minutes go, but there's still plenty of varsity minutes there. On, on the, you know, not only on the bench, but also on the floor starting five, you've had a lot of freshmen and sophomore play this year. You know, whether mm-hmm. that be Harmon yeah. or, you know, Radel or Caleb Bierman, or those are guys that are going to be around for a, a while
3: mm-hmm. that
1: are getting that varsity experience now. So you hope to, that they grow into themselves a little bit as far as their style of play, knowing what to expect of them, as well as just growing up as, mm-hmm. as kids because Cumberland yeah. was outmanned and out physical in almost every game this season by just bigger, stronger, faster athletes because they were seniors.
0: Right. And
1: Cumberland just didn't have that senior. You know, he said C- – Coach Riddle told me last night the one thing he hopes that Blake and Busher instill on the team when they leave here is the work ethic. He said if we can get the work ethic that those two kids put in every day – Mm-hmm. We'll be a good team next year. We just have to have that heart and desire and that work ethic. And it's yeah. hard to do when you're going through a season like Cumberland went through.
0: Yeah, definitely. But
1: I, I think this is going to be kind of like Altamont last year, Travis, you know, you lose your your best player, you kind of got to see what else is around you, but it gives everyone a chance to grow as a team. Mm -hmm. and I think Cumberland's kind of in the same boat.
0: Yeah I would uh, definitely agree there was uh, some uh, bright spots in the uh, season and uh, yeah definitely all those uh, minutes that they uh, played Mm -hmm. this year will uh, help them uh, down the line and I know the season wasn't a lot of fun at times and eight games below uh, 500 to uh, close out the season and close out the season the way he did but uh, yeah, I would think that a brighter days are, are ahead for this uh, Cumberland Pirates team because uh, they're only going to get uh, better with the experience that they acquired this season. And you brought
1: up something, Travis, before we came a memory pop up in your social media talking about, you know, covering Cumberland basketball many years ago. And we looked it up. It was 2015-16. That Cumberland team won four games all season. Very young team. The next year they ended up going 16-12 and 12 with, again, that, you know, same group of youngsters who moved up. And then just two years later, they were 20-7. and seven Yeah. And really, a mm-hmm. really good all-around team.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: So, again, if this core can stay together for a couple more years, right? they're going to be, I think, very good.
0: Yeah, and uh, during the course of the season, I, I thought about that uh, a lot there with uh, covering a couple of Cumberland games yep. uh, that I did. Uh, it kind of reminded me a lot of that, of seeing those uh, young guys out there that eventually uh, that t- turned into wins, right? And so uh, that's what you got to hope for. Uh, Therefore, the uh, Pirates are turning yep. a lot of the core uh, there, but losing those uh, two uh, Blake uh, there yep. and a Busher yep. as well, like you mentioned, Bub. Uh, hopefully, uh, things uh, go up from here for the uh, Pirates. I know it wasn't the uh, end that you quite wanted mm-hmm. there, Bub. Uh, hopefully, our brighter days are ahead there for the uh, Pirates as they'll close out 11 and 19 on the season. Uh, there, and you know, as athletes, you know, you go. Uh, what's next? What's the yep. What's the next sport? We go to uh, baseball, track and field, yep. and uh, whatnot. Uh, there for the uh, Pirates. Uh, there, so uh, Cumberland's season comes to a close there uh, on the WCRA there mm-hmm. uh, last night. Uh, But a team that is not quite done yet, that was uh, Altamont as uh, they were victorious last night against uh, Mulberry Grove uh, there as the Indians won over the Aces, 78-39 to was the uh, final score. And, you know, you look at that box score and uh, you look at it, uh, it's pretty lopsided there in the opening quarter, but Altamont actually missed quite a few shots uh, there and missed some free throws. Uh, as well so potentially left some points out there on the table but you know even despite some of those uh, close misses that we've seen over the last uh, several games and whatnot they did have some offensive rebounding there and uh, just didn't translate into points but they still had a pretty uh, comfortable lead Mm -hmm. uh, there in the early going of things and then uh, from the rest of the way there you know 20 points in the first 24 in the second 21 in the third Uh, This uh, Altamont team, you know, we talked about kind of no moral victories, but just how well they played against St. Anthony and kind of shorthanded. And then the game on Saturday against Windsor-Straws, and then this game last night. Altamont is playing really well here uh, down the stretch, and uh, they're not quite at their peak yet, but they're on the upward trajectory of uh, playing right where you want to be at this time of year and a hit on all cylinders. And I think this is some of the best ball that they've uh, played uh, all season long here. Uh, after that Tuscola game, you know, it was tough shooting, and it was tough shooting for everybody uh, there apparently at uh, Warrensburg mm-hmm. uh, Middle School uh, for all the teams. But uh, after that, something's just uh, clicked in this team, and uh, I like where Altima is right now.
1: And Travis, for me, you know, I always feel it's good to go and get adversity right before the postseason you don't want to be going into the postseason going hey are you know what doesn't stink and we're the we're the biggest the baddest, the best it's gonna get knocked in the mouth right before postseason play so you can see what you did wrong so you can grow and correct it Mm -hmm. because losing in the regular season especially a week or two out from the postseason play you have a chance to correct those mistakes and we'll talk about that more more so in previewing tonight. But uh, I think a great thing for a team is losing a couple of games right before um, heading into postseason play because it prevents complacency.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Uh, for sure, and uh, hitting on all cylinders there, Caden uh, Miller had another uh, double-double. Uh, he had 18 points. I'm not quite sure how many rebounds that he ended up finishing with, but I know it was more than 10, maybe it was like 13 or 14, probably more, Uh, but uh, another uh, great performance uh, for him, and a guy that's also uh, come along here in the last couple of uh, games is Alec Yarhouse, as he had another uh, great night dropping down three-pointers. He ended up with 17 in the game. He had, like, four or five there from uh, beyond the arc, and uh, Alec is, you know, kind of quieter than uh, his uh, older brothers, but Uh, He's definitely uh, come into his own in the last couple games and really uh, getting hot beyond that uh, arc there. That's just another uh, added element that uh, Altamont can have uh, there when he's hitting his shots uh, there. And Eli's come back after uh, uh, an illness on Saturday, and then he had a good game. Uh, there on the high post and he ended up with 11 points last night and uh, Ben Radel coming off the bench who's kind of battled some injuries uh, this season he was in the double figures last night as well had one of his better games of the season with 10 points and KD almost with uh, uh, double figures there he had nine points there so just kind of an overall a team effort there uh, last night uh, Mm -hmm. by Altamont and they're really humming uh, offensively uh, there uh, last night so uh, they start off the uh, postseason uh, strong uh, there, and they also pick up win number 20 on the season as well. 20 and 8, uh, they are uh, on the season for mm. Altamont. So uh, they advance on into uh, the uh, regional uh, semifinals, and uh, they'll meet a very familiar foe. Uh, as uh, we knew, it was if Altamont advanced, that uh, they were guaranteed an NTC uh, matchup. Anyways, but uh, we'll uh, check on who uh, they won uh, last night as well as uh, the rest of the regionals, how they uh, played out uh, there, and we'll uh, preview the uh, sectional games uh, tonight that our area teams are involved in, and that is uh, coming up here on the uh, starting lineup when we continue after the break.
2: The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios will be right back.
0: At j Collision, we understand that getting to go to the body shop is not usually at the top of anyone's list of things to do on any given day. That is why at JR Collision, we will do everything we can to make your visit a positive experience. From helping with the insurance claim to writing a thorough estimate, we will help you through the whole process. Once repairs are started, we will keep you informed until the vehicle is put back together, cleaned, and ready for delivery. Our goal at JR Collision is to make the whole experience as painless and smooth as we can. Give us a call at 877 87- 8
3: Every 40
2: seconds, a child is reported missing. Find the Children is a nonprofit organization dedicated to helping find missing kids. You can be a part of their mission by donating your unwanted car.
1: Call 1 800
2: 294 0222. You'll receive the maximum tax deduction and we provide fast, free pickup. Call 1 800 294 0222. Donate your
1: unwanted or unused car. Call 1 800 294 0222. This advertisement was paid for in partnership with Cars RS and Find the Children,
2: To avoid digital threats, turn on NordVPN. It's trusted by millions of users. Just visit nordvpn.com. One of the fastest VPNs on Earth will block web trackers, malicious websites, and malware-ridden downloads. It will also encrypt your internet traffic while maintaining a smooth connection. So improve your digital privacy and protection against hackers with one simple click. Get the special deal at nordvpn.com and enjoy safer internet daily.
0: NordVPN, cybersecurity built for every day. And now... And I also asked, Coach, what can we expect from the FEM hearts this season?
1: Well, I'll tell you what, it's, um, it's ironic. I was talking with a couple people about that earlier.
0: Uh, it would help if I played the uh, right clip. Back to the starting lineup on
2: 98.9 The Game.
0: Welcome back in into the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game ESPN Radio. Let's hit up on uh, some more regional action that happened there uh, last night in the uh, Class 1A Altamont Regional. As we know, who Altamont will be facing? As it will be the North Clay Cardinals, as the seventh seed North Clay won over the tenth seed South Central there, 62 to 53, and a little bit of revenge from the regular season finale on a Saturday as South Central. Was victorious there, and North Clay also comes back here in uh, this one and uh, comes away with a win. And they uh, trailed there into the uh, first quarter, 23 to 14. Made it a little bit closer there into the uh, second quarter, but uh, really took control there into the uh, third. Uh, there they outscored South Central uh, 18 to 7 uh, there in that quarter. And Walden uh, led the way up for North Clay. He had uh, 21 points. Uh, Byers had 18, and Kinsler had 14. Uh, there for the uh, Cardinals and uh, South Central season uh, comes to a close uh, there as a Nielsen and a Bregman and both led the way for uh, South Central they had 14 points apiece and Magnus ended up with 11 uh, there I know he went off the other day uh, in their last meeting but uh, only 11 points there so uh, North Clay picking up the uh, W uh, mm. there against uh, South Central and Sure. Uh, we talked about that in the post game with uh, Coach nieberg about, uh, you know, no matter what, you're going to see a rematch uh, here between the two. And, you know, usually you could have in regional play, maybe a potential home court advantage. And yeah, of course, you'll have the home crowd and you'll have the tribal council. Uh, but uh, both those teams are very familiar with the gym and yep. also very familiar with the gym this season, playing in the NTC a tournament uh, there. And South Central's regular season game was there in Altamont. But uh, so it doesn't really have quite the home court feel or home court advantages you would uh, potentially find with a team that's not comfortable with those, those surroundings. But I know North Clay wants another crack at Altamont. They didn't play their best game on uh, that night, and I think everybody uh, knew it there as uh, just a, a crazy first half there. Altamont hitting on all cylinders uh, there that night in Louisville. So uh, they'll have another crack at him on a Wednesday uh, there, and I know Coach Sink will have him ready. you know what's good, though, for Altamont, Travis? What's that?
1: Not at the North Clay Gym.
0: It is not. So, got one thing going for him uh, there. Uh, Also in the uh, regional, it was a St. Elmo-Brownstown with a victory over Patoka. 58-45 to was the uh, final. Uh, Patoka actually had the one-point lead after one quarter, but SCB got things going there in the second and then kind of rode that uh, there. Patoka tried to come back in the fourth quarter, but ultimately – uh, came up short there as a uh, shop led the way for SEB at 19. Atwood had at 14. Only double figure scores there for uh, the Eagles. Uh, Mason was close behind with nine points uh, there. And uh, St. Elmo will meet uh, Weber on Wednesday, who defeated Sandoval 65 to a 51 uh, last night uh, there. So uh, 1A matchups are set there in the. Uh, Altamont regional, Altamont versus North Clay on Wednesday at 6, and Weber versus uh, St. Elmo at 7-30 following the Altamont Mm -hmm. game uh, there. So uh, that's what we got there in uh, that regional. We move on to uh, a regional that's above that. It's the Okah Valley regional. And uh, no, folks, this wasn't a a typo Mm -hmm. as I did a double take, triple take, even with the uh, box score that I received. Right. I was like, I still don't believe this. but uh, I didn't either. It actually happened. and uh, St. Anthony put up over a hundo last night. 105 points to be exact. St. Anthony won this one over Ramsey. 105-27 to 27 was the final score there. It was 30-6 after the uh, first quarter. Uh, St. Anthony scored 23 in the second, 30 in the third, and 22 in the fourth quarter there to get over 100 points. One hundred five to twenty-seven. Uh, there last night over Ramsey.
1: You you want to hear the uh, to put it in perspective, Travis? Uh huh. The winning margin for Saint Anthony would have been enough to beat everyone but Altamont and Tuscola in the regional. <laughs> yeah, right. The winning margin, not not points they put up, the amount they won by.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Insane. It's 30 to 6 after one it was a 53 to 13 at halftime and 83 to 24 there after three quarters that's
1: when you know you're feeling it
0: you're so. feeling it
1: that's feeling
0: it i mean I, even the bench players were uh, feeling it there in the uh, fourth quarter uh there griffith making a three uh, uh making a three waldoff a uh, threes and will Fearday, he was catching fire in the fourth he had three of them Uh, there for his nine points uh, there. Uh, But Brock Fierde led the way for St. Anthony doing most of that damage in the first half, but he ended up with uh, 31 uh, points there. Uh, Wessendorf, he had a lot of threes in the third quarter, and he ended up with 21 uh, there. Will with 11, and Schmidt ended up with uh, 15 uh, points there and. Contributions from a lot of different folks there for St. Anthony, so mm-hmm. uh, eye-popping numbers there for the Bulldogs to start off their regional yes. uh, there with a win. Uh, Nicomis ended wins his two-straws season as Nicomis won 64 to uh, thirty-four there over the uh, Hatchets, uh, the fourth seed. Of Purple Riders won against uh, CHBC fifty-three to uh, fifty-one it was the uh, final score there, so uh, close. Uh, in uh, that one, but uh, CHBC, I'd say kind of in the same uh, boat as kind of uh, Cumberland, uh, but I think CHBC is definitely on an uptick uh, there with um, uh, them, Coach Thompson, uh, just losing uh, there, mm-hmm. but a close margin uh, there for uh, CHBC, uh, but Arcola is a pretty tough team, as you know, yep. Yep. Uh, there, but Cause out the season there.
1: I was going to say, and that win by Arcola sets up a rematch.
0: Yeah, because uh, Oka Valley took care of business against Central A&M. a uh, sixty-three thirty uh, one 31 uh, there, so we got Arcola and Oka Valley again. Hey, it's been great. Let's do it again. And this time it's at Oka Valley because that's where the regional is. It is. That's a different story. So 7.30, that'll follow mm-hmm. that uh, St. Anthony and Nicomas game. Yep. Uh, there on Wednesday. And the Edwards County Regional is Edwards County, the 9 over the 8, Sisney 61 to 58. Uh, the four seed, uh, Chrysler Rock Lutheran over Wayne City, 52 to 30. And Red Hill over Grayville, uh, 11 over 6, yep. 64 to uh, 62 was the uh, final score there. As uh, Dietrich was not in action last night, yep. and they'll take on the winner, Edwards County, on Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday at uh, 6 o'clock there, and then it will be uh, Chrysler Rock against Red Hill on Wednesday uh, there as well in Edwards County. Uh, the uh, Casey Westfield Regional got started there. Tuscola, a, a big winner against Heritage, 86-27 to 27 was the uh, final score there. 12 over an 11, Martinsville with a win over Nioga, 52-44. Casey with a, a big winner over Tri-County, 70-38. to 38. And a Chrisman, a 13 over an 8. Villa Grove, 79-74 was the uh, final score uh, there with uh, an upset uh, there. And so now we have Tuscola, a 2 versus 12. Tuscola versus Martinsville. And a Casey a 3 versus 13. uh, Casey versus Chrisman Mm -hmm. at 730 on Wednesday uh, there. So uh, double-digit seeds. Yeah. Getting in there to the semifinals. Something in the air. Must be Something
1: in the air in that 1A.
0: Must be. Uh, must have been uh, something in the water mm-hmm. there in Casey. Something in the popcorn. Yes. Uh, potentially. Yes. I know they do have excellent popcorn, popcorn there. Popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> uh The uh, Salt Fork Regional Assault is Champagne and St. Thomas More over U- Urbana University, 68 to 25. Uh, Salt Fork, one of our Danville Schlarman is 64 to uh, 23 uh, there in uh, that regional, and did we have any uh, final scores there from those other games uh, there in uh, that uh, regional? I didn't see any uh, there the other night when I was uh, putting that up, but I think I've uh, scrambled for enough time. Yes, uh, Fisher was victorious over Judah Christian, 68-55, and it was Armstrong over Georgetown Ridge Farm, 68-42. So it'll be a South Fork versus Armstrong on Wednesday. And a St. Thomas Moore against the Bunnies of Fisher, the 11 seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're beginning things there. Uh, Argenta won in a uh, forfeit against uh, Dylan Weldon there. That's why the score was only 2-0. Uh, Mount Pulaski won over Farmer City Blue Ridge, 62-50. And uh, it was... Uh, Georgetown Notre Dame over Unity Christians sixty-four twenty-five. indicator Saint Teresa over Saragordo sixty-nine and two hundred forty-five in uh, that regional uh, there. So it'll be Argenta against Mount Pulaski on Wednesday, and uh, Georgetown against Saint Teresa there in Argenta uh, there on Wednesday, and uh, we move on to a two A as in that same regional as Cumberland, uh, but uh, Flora moved on there. Robertson was victorious over Vandalia, sixty-two to forty-eight. Uh, there, So, uh, Vandalia uh, denied an opportunity to uh, yep. go back home there in their own regional. And uh, they would have faced the number one overall seed. That's who robinson has got. Lawrenceville coming up on Wednesday. And uh, Flora advances to face Fairfield uh, there in the game after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there in Vandalia on Wednesday. Uh, in the Newton Regional, we had the ninth seed Marshall over Paris 53-34. to 34. And uh, this one I had to do a double take as well, but it was the 12 over the seven. Mm-hmm. OPH, Oblong Palhut, won against Mount Carmel. 70-59 to 59 was the uh, final score there. So OPH is on two of the uh, sectional semis there. Uh, their, their prize is to take on the three-seed Newton. Yes. They're in Newton. Uh, but, hey, they already took down one LIC team.
1: Y- yeah, and... Let's go for another 12 and 16 on the season, Travis, they haven't been, you know, awful. Um, you know, Cumberland had some
0: good wins. Cumberland took them to the
1: the wire. Um, you know, that was the one Cumberland won, but it was the 50 Mm. fouls game where we we spent forever shooting free throws in that game. Yeah. Uh, they have wins over Villa Grove. They have, um, a, a close one with Samuel Brownstown, a win over Red Hill, a win over North clay. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they've been playing some, some decent ball. A win over Nioga, Paris, mm-hmm. um, and then Mount Carmel, like you said yesterday, and that was a convincing win over Mount Carmel. So, I'm not going to say they're going to win, but I think it's going to be a lot closer game than people would probably think.
0: Yeah, for sure. They had a great year, and uh, Marshall advanced to take on a Teutopolis, who was also off in that Newton Regional.
1: Great year, by the way, for the uh, what's left of the little Okaw Valley, both Martinsville and... Uh, OPH advance.
0: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Represent. Hey, you know what? <laughs> I, they got more advance than the the Lincoln Prairie. So uh, yeah, no, that's that's definitely fair. Uh, <laughs> there, in the two uh, A Monticello Regional, is Monticello victorious over Macon Meridian, sixty seven and Pena, 70, a two of fifty five, and Warrensboro Latham winning its a seventy to two of forty three. Uh, there to advance in uh, that regional. Uh, there and uh, let's see here um, it was uh, also in the uh, St. Joe Ogden region it was uh, Sullivan winning over Westville in a close one 55-54 and a 50 Oakwood Oakwood one over Ala 65 to 43 was the final score uh, there in that one so it'll be uh, Sullivan advances to take on St. Joe Ogden and a 50 and Oakwood advances to take on Shelbyville and uh, in that uh, bottom half that I mentioned there uh, Tolono uh, will uh, take on Monticello, and Rowe Forsyth against Warrensburg Latham mm-hmm. in the next round. Uh, let's see. We also have uh, some uh, South Central teams involved here. We had the nine seed Staunton over Gillespie, 52 Pius all over East Altonwood River by a point, forty-seven to forty-six. North Mac regionals. North Mac victorious over Hillsboro, fifty to forty-seven, and Litchfield over Carlinville, fifty-one to thirty-eight. Uh, there. And the 3A regional is Charleston, uh, Charleston got the win over F.E.M. 64 to uh, 35. There was the uh, final score there. So uh, F.E.M. season comes to a close uh, there, and it was a rough season for the hearts on the hardwood. Uh, there only three wins on the season mm-hmm. uh, for Effingham, uh there. So uh, they're onward and upward as well. Uh, Marion uh, Regional. It was a uh, Carbondale over a uh, Salem fifty to forty-five. Danville over Rantoul 69 sixty-nine thirty-six in the Danville Regional. Uh, and the Decatur Eisenhower Regional is Decatur Eisenhower. Victorious over Bloomington fifty to twenty-three, and it was a Saginaw Griffin over Springfield High School eighty to seventy in the three A Springfield Lampierre Regional. Uh, there, So uh, that concludes the regional action uh, there from last night. We'll talk about these games and take a look at them on Wednesday uh, there for their matchups. Uh, and uh, the uh, schedule for tonight a uh, sectionals for girls basketball in the Class 1 AM a Week West Central AM uh, sectional. It's the uh, number one seed of St. Anthony. Uh, they are victorious there with their regional over uh, Windsor's two straws. Uh, St. Anthony 24-8. and 8. This year they're taking on a uh, South Fork. They're the uh, two seed at uh, six o'clock. That's the uh, game before Altamont, as it'll be a rematch there at the NTC CIC shootout on January 13th. As it was, uh, Tuscola matching up with Altamont tonight at a 7:30 scheduled the tip-off, and you can hear that over on Jack FM. I'll be there in Moquegua mm-hmm. to have all the coverage there. So. Uh, Tuscola, two losses on the season, 27-2, and and one of those came at the hands of Altamont there in Altamont, a part of that shootout. Yep. And it was a close game. Uh, Altamont, I know I can remember they had a great second quarter. They had a pretty good lead there after. It was kind of back and forth early on. And then uh, Tuscola ended up uh, outscoring them there in the fourth yeah. quarter, but Altamont holding on. Was a big defensive stop there as well. So
1: and again, Travis, as I mentioned earlier, sometimes it's a good thing to lose some games because Altamont, I feel, mid-January was feeling invincible,
3: it and right, yeah.
1: those couple of losses they suffered in the middle of the month, I feel, really got them refocused. Of hey, we need to still work on things. We still mm-hmm. need to practice. We still need to come in here and play hard. And I think that's really remotivated them heading into this postseason, and that's a dangerous thing.
0: Yeah, definitely. That was uh, part of their uh, big winning streak that they were yeah. on yeah. this season that they uh, beat Tuscola a part of uh, there, and then that loss there in the championship, to yep. the NTC to St. Anthony there. Yep, and then the the Totopolis T-Town, game. Father McGivney Mc- yep. so there as well. So. They, they
1: went on a, a little bit of a streak of, you know. Mm-hmm. But, again, I think it's a good thing because it showed your
0: weaknesses. It showed what you needed to correct before postseason play. For sure. So, uh, always when the tuscola uh, match matchup oh, here yeah. in the uh, postseason or even in the regular season. It's always uh, good there, and I expect another good one, uh, just like the first matchup this time around uh, in Mwikwa, uh there. I always uh, like to go to Central a and mm-hmm. uh, there. So, uh, looking forward to that game uh, tonight, a 7.30 tip-off there f- uh, following St. Anthony's game. Uh, there uh, in Malikwa. Uh we also have in the uh, Class uh, 2A in Newton Sectional uh, the number one seed of Moroa Forsyth, as uh, uh, they're up against the uh, three seed of there at Tapatos. they at a six o'clock. So Tapatos uh, 20 wins on the season, a uh, 20 and 11, and Moroa comes into this one a uh, 24 and six overall. And we have a rematch here with Robinson and Paris. Number one seed Robinson against the three seed Paris there at a 7-30. And these two teams, of course, are a part of the LIC, so they're very familiar uh, with each other, and they're familiar with each other in the postseason as well. Paris was victorious last year as Paris went all the way to the Supers, and they ended Robinson's season there last year in this spot right here. And currently, just like last year, uh, split the matchups, uh, this year as, uh, Robinson won in the conference tournament, uh, 35, 29. And then in the regular season, Paris won 45 to 37 in their most recent matchup, uh, there. So, uh, the rubber match, uh, tonight, uh, there. And, uh, where was that at? Uh, Newton. Yeah. Tonight. So that one should be a good one as well. So, uh, even sectional's got it going on. Uh, the 2A uh, uh, Beardstown uh, sectional, the number one seed, uh, Gillespie. Uh, they are going to be uh, going up against Pleasant Plains at uh, 6 o'clock. And uh, it is also a Camp Point Central matching up with Staunton there at uh, 7.30. Uh, Staunton 27-5 and five overall on the year, but they're trying to take down a Camp Point Central uh, there. And uh, they are trying to go as far as they've ever gone in postseason for Staunton. Uh, we also have a game here tonight in the town, Effingham sectional. You have the number one seed Highland against the two seed Heron at 6 o'clock. And then following that, it's the number one seed of Mount uh, Vernon scoring off against Effingham uh, tonight at a 7.30. 28-4, the hearts are this season. And I believe these two teams have played each other in the uh, season. But uh, let me find that. I know the boys definitely... Uh, played against each other during the course of the season. Yeah, and uh, they matched up all the way in November.
1: That doesn't even really count.
0: Uh, FEM was victorious that night, 65-63. That
1: was so long ago, Travis. That doesn't it's really true. count.
0: Well, we'll see the measuring stick yep. on how well uh, Mount Vernon uh, learned from that early in the season. Uh, there, but going down tonight here in town at 7:30. decatur MacArthur is sectional as well. Quincy Notre Dame against Muhammad Seymour at six, and then uh, Mount Zion is against uh, Chatham-Glenwood there at uh, a 7:30. Uh, so Apollo represented there in Decatur tonight. So uh, we'll be back to uh, recap all those games on uh, tomorrow's a show, and we'll also have coverage of that Altamont uh, game over on uh, Jack FM at uh, a 7:30 uh, there. And uh, so looking forward to that tonight. We move along here, and uh, we move along uh, to some Illini action as uh, they uh, got the win there at Maryland. Finally, the monkeys off our backs. We can beat Maryland there in Maryland, so we'll talk about that win. And uh, we'll talk about the uh, game on Wednesday as well, coming up here on the star lineup.
2: The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios will be right back.
0: Imagine the possibilities with Teutopolis State Bank. This is Jerry Rundy. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around, talk with your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. More than 200 members of Congress are standing up for AM radio listeners. The AM radio for every vehicle act will keep AM radio in cars because when cell and internet services are down, this free service could be your only lifeline. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress to pass this critical legislation now.
2: Message and data rates may apply. You may receive up to four messages a month and you may text stop to stop.
0: This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters.
2: And now, the starting lineup. You know,
1: Travis, I like you.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: But you're wrong. Flora's going to get this win. All right. Handedly. 42-14.
0: <laughs> 42-14. Wow. To Flora. <laughs> the disrespect.
2: On 98.9 The Game.
1: Eric Fry, Center Update. The Blues surrendered three goals in the third period. Of their 4-2 loss to the Maple Leafs, the Enterprise Center. The Blues are still fourth in the Central Division with 60 points and a 29-24-2 record. St. Louis hosts the Islanders on Thursday. St. Louis City SC Travis are back in action tonight with a uh, Kankofka, you know what I'm talking about, first-round match against the Houston Dynamo at City Park tonight. City made the tournament after finishing its first-place team in the West during their inaugural MLS season in 2023. St. Louis played Houston twice last year, earning a 3-0 win and a 1-1 draw. Tonight's match kicks off at 7 p.m. there at City Park tonight. The Blackhawks gave up the first four goals of their 6-3 loss to the Carolina Hurricanes at PNC Arena. Chicago now last in the Central Division, 33 points, a 15-38-3 record. The Hawks host Philadelphia tomorrow. The Cubs, uh -uh uh-uh-uh, they're not done adding to their 2024 roster. The team signed outfielder David Peralta to a minor league contract that includes an invitation to spring training yesterday, not the outfielder we were looking for. The 36-year-old spent 2023 with the Dodgers. He hit 259 with seven home runs and 55 RBIs in 133 games with Los Angeles. Cubs have their first spring training game on Friday against the White Sox. And the Sky traded for the eighth pick in the draft. They now have picks 3, 8, and 13 in the upcoming draft.
0: Welcome back in into the uh, starting lineup here on ninety eight nine the game. It's Travis Sparks here, Eric Fry over there with the uh, sports on the reads. Yeah, not the former Dodger. No, we were not looking the former sign. Dodger.
1: We were looking for no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
0: Mm, well, I guess we'll have to uh, continue wait to wait. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Uh, All right, so here uh, let's uh, talk about some uh, fighting Illini uh, basketball as they were victorious against Maryland there on a Saturday. And we can breathe a sigh of relief, folks. Coach Underwood and the Illini can finally win there in Maryland. It was the first ever win in Big Ten play at Maryland, and the first since they joined the conference in 2014. And it was actually the first win at Maryland since 2011. Uh, there, so it's been quite a while uh, there. I'm not quite sure what the Terrapins were doing there in the final minute of letting the clock run down there. Uh, but hey, uh, he talked about earlier there was a free throw game earlier in the Cumberland yes. season. These free throws were uh, a lot. It was a drudge in the second half. 65 total free throws into this one. Uh, but the Illini were 32 of 36. At the line, so show them some props. Out there. I'm so
1: glad you brought that up. You want to hear a stat for you? Uh huh. The Illini free throws average yep. free throw attempts difference by team, home versus away. The Illini at yep. home plus 11.6 more free throws attempt than their opponent.
3: Hmm. The Illini
1: on the road plus 4.2 percent.
3: Hmm.
1: They are the only team besides Purdue and I guess Ohio State. To have plus more free throw attempts on both home and road. Hmm. By the way, in case you were wondering, Northwestern away minus 11.3 free throw attempts. Yeah. Poor Northwestern.
0: Right. <laughs> Poor Northwestern. Poor Northwestern. Mm, well, uh, this one, uh, Maryland was pretty good from the line, too. I mean, 24 of 29 uh, there in their own right. I actually, it was kind of, I was like, oh, you know, Illinois defense, they're they're up seven, and then all of a sudden Maryland tied the game, and I was like, oh, boy, here we go again. Uh, But, uh, you know, uh, Illinois came through, and uh, they did uh, just fine uh, down the stretch this time around, and they actually did good defensively, clamped down on them uh, there in the final uh, few minutes late in the second half, only four for 18 from three-point range uh, there, in 85 points put on Maryland was the most points that they've let up uh, this season, so that was good. Uh, the points in the paint department was better than the last time in Champaign. I know that Maryland still outscored us there by eight points, but it wasn't quite the discrepancy it was in Champagne. Mm-hmm. Uh, Terrence Shannon Jr. was good. There on Saturday, he had a 27. And Marcus Damask had 19 points or redeeming himself uh, from the performance against Michigan State for me. Uh, so I'm back on the Damask train and uh, Coleman Hawkins with 14. And uh, Harmon, I thought, was uh, good down the stretch as well. He was yep. into double figures yep. uh, as well. So I thought it was a good uh, good job by the Atlanta on like Saturday said, for the most part.
1: Travis, I'm starting to believe... But it's going to be right before March so they can let me down. This is just what they do. This is what happens. Like to limit turnovers just a little bit more. Um, but still, I can't complain yeah. about shooting 48% from the field. I
0: was going to say, they didn't have like any bonehead turnovers no, that no. we've seen still, late in games.
1: Nine's a little high, especially when you're only and six on the other end. Right. It didn't come back to haunt you. But as much and again, I like to motivate people.
0: So I'm going to mm-hmm. motivate the Illini. Because as
1: great as it is, first win at Maryland since 2011.
0: Yep. They did it. First in Big Ten play. It was still only a
1: two-possession game that Maryland easily could have came back from if they weren't shooting four of 18 from the three.
0: Well, yeah, if they didn't I, run the clock down as much yes. as they did, they should have just fouled yeah. earlier so, than they did.
1: I, I'm i all for Like I said, I'm starting to believe in this team, but it was still a two-possession game. Against a 14-12 and 12 team.
0: Right. Yeah, uh, Young. Six and
1: nine in the Big Ten.
0: Yeah, Young killed us again for the most part. He had 28 in the game just like he did in Champaign. He went off. Uh, Scott, 17 off the bench. You know, where Reese was uh, good. I mean, he didn't have over 20, but he had a double-double, 18 yep. and 11. So, struggled to get him again. Yep. Um, uh, Terrence Jr., when he was guarding uh, Jameer Young, he was a little bit better um I guess from the Alliance perspective, he right. was uh, uh, better uh, when T.S.J. was on him there, but uh, yeah, you know, uh, I think that this hopefully will give uh, the Alliance some uh, confidence that they got the monkey off their back here in a, a true road environment with eighteen thousand people uh, there uh, in attendance uh, for T-shirt Day as well, which mm. Coleman Hawkins was sporting at the end of the game as well, talking to the media a maryland shirt yeah
1: quit <laughs> playing the
0: villains
1: you're not tough bas to play the villains
0: but we are no you're not <laughs> it's been brought up on social media that we're everybody's super Bowl, and uh you know it's kind of tough to argue uh that when you have uh the most that you've had in uh I mean, ESPN doesn't have eighteen thousand, but it's basically you're fifty fans away there. It was pretty packed, right, right, right. Uh, there and, um, hey. but again, Travis, you're not playing
1: bad enough basketball to be <laughs> the villain.
0: Yeah, we're second place in the with the Big a shot Ten right to now. win the yeah.
1: the Big Ten outright.
0: Mm-hmm. Which Gotta win again, out. all four. Mm-hmm.
1: Starting to believe.
0: Right. Don't
1: make me regret it. Right.
0: And uh, hopefully you don't regret it. The state, and to again make my argument of uh, where everybody's Super Bowl. Uh, we're going uh, back we're going back in time here on Wednesday they're actually not playing this in the the, uh, Bryce Jordan Center Uh, they're going to be playing at the uh, Recreational Center which is kind of their equivalent to our Huff Hall you know what I'm talking about yeah Uh, volleyball gymnastics are played at Huff Hall uh, these days but way back in the day in the 50s we played at Huff Hall uh, before we moved into the uh, State Farm Center or Assembly Hall, I guess, will always be there. Uh, but Penn State played there for quite a while, until 1996, until they got their arena uh, done. And, I mean, I, I want to say the capacity is less than 10,000 people, so uh, it's going to be a, a nice atmosphere there to be a part of on Wednesday. Yeah, uh, There, so that would be pretty cool to see. And I get your argument, but with the Penn
1: State thing, I want to point out they don't have Purdue at home this year, so that probably would have been – the game that they would have done that with if they would have had them at home.
0: Yeah, it's the first Big Ten game that they've done. They've done back at the Rec right uh, before, but this is the first Big Ten game that they're going back to the Rec Center uh, on Wednesday. So uh check that out. Five thirty will begin the tip off, and four thirty. Can you see it, Travis? Well, you can hear it right here on ninety eight nine. That's all that matters. And at four thirty, it will begin our coverage on the uh, pregame uh, for that so uh, clock here and we'll have to uh, take a break and we'll have to take a look at the rest of a uh, college of basketball luckily there wasn't a lot happening there last night but we'll get set for the schedule for uh, this evening on the way to close out the starting lineup the starting lineup from
2: 98.9 the game studios will
0: be right back Winter storms create a higher risk of car accidents, hypothermia, frostbite, carbon monoxide poisoning, and heart attacks from overexertion. Winter blizzards can bring extreme cold, freezing rain, snow, ice, and high winds. These storms can last a few hours or several days. Winter weather can cut off heat, power, and communication services for undetermined periods of time. Prepare now for what this winter may bring. This is Sergeant Jared Purcell of the FEM Police Department wishing all of our area residents a safe and happy winter season.
2: And now, the starting lineup. Caught! It's gonna be caught! In for a touchdown! No! On 98-9, the game. No!
0: Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game, ESPN Radio. We're only here on 98.9 for just a, a little bit longer. Let's wrap it up, continuing talking about uh, college basketball. Then we got NASCAR to talk about in uh, the uh, podcast. Uh, last night, only one game in uh, the uh, top 25, and it was a, a top 10 a matchup at that in uh, the Big 12 as it was uh, number six Iowa State falling here. It's the number two team in the country with Purdue's loss. Uh, that dropped them a spot in the polls. So Houston is the number two team right now, and they won there. Last night it was a close game there at halftime, but uh, 73-65 was the final. Uh, the Cougars picking up the W there, 10-3 and in the Big 12 uh, there. Of course, they got Kansas to uh, contend with there and uh, they already lost to uh, Kansas once yep uh this season a the year as well for them in Houston mm. to wrap up the regular year uh for the Cougars but doing pretty well uh, right there for uh, coach Sampson and the crew yep uh, let's see. Was there anything in the Big Ten? Uh, nope, not last night. So uh, that moves on into uh, tonight. You got number five Tennessee against Mizzou. Uh, Mizzou, ouch. 0 oh, and 12 in the SEC. Only eight and 17 overall. Yeah, not good for Missouri. Goose egg uh, for the Tigers. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, UConn is on the road in the Big East uh, at number 15, uh, Creighton. Uh, UConn just destroyed. Uh, Marquette the other day. We'll see what they do on the road against Creighton.
1: By the way, the BPI gives Creighton a 58% chance to win.
0: Mm. Only two-and-a-half point favorites are the Huskies on the road. Uh, Number 11 in Baylor is at number 25 at BYU. Number 19 in San Diego State is at Utah State. TCU is at number 23 at Texas Tech. San Francisco is at number 18 at St. Mary's there. San Francisco, the Dons, 10-2. In the West Coast Conference, St. Mary's 12 and 0 right now, seven and a half point favorites are St. Mary's. Uh, let's see in the Big Ten of tonight. You got Maryland back in action against Wisconsin. You're gonna have to search for that on the Peacock tonight. Yeah. And Iowa is against some Michigan State as well in the Big Ten this evening. So uh, that's what's going down. Uh, tonight, so pretty uh, another light schedule uh, for a Tuesday, mm-hmm. but uh, we'll uh, recap those games as well as we'll recap the high school games on uh, tomorrow's our program as well all right so well that will do it here for us on a Threshold radio and we got more stuff to uh, talk about in uh, the uh, podcast including recapping the uh, daytona 500 and uh, that's coming up in the pod so uh, catch us there and uh, coming up next here on espn radio is a uh, carlin versus joe enjoy the rest of your espn radio afternoon
2: thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 the game
0: <laughs> welcome into the uh, podcast welcome in overtime of the uh starting uh, lineup travis sparks eric fry here and we still got stuff to uh clean up from the uh uh, terrestrial show, and we got some NASCAR stuff to uh, cover here in the uh, pod. What has made Eric so angry mm-hmm. in the Daytona 500? So, uh, we'll hit up on that as well as our pick 'em game as well. Uh, I understand that he was also uh, coming in here in between the uh, show and the uh, pod of recording. Uh, he's got something to say about the Cubs as well. Yep. yep. Uh, so
1: college football,
0: there's a lot of, uh, I'm fired up. Uh, a lot of things to uh, the angry that Eric is angry about and this day in, in the podcast in the state in sports history. We'll look back on. I don't know as if it's well. going to make me
1: angry too. It Probably will. We'll wait. We'll wait on that one.
0: Yeah, we'll wait and see.
1: Uh, not really.
0: No. No. Okay. Uh, is there anything on sports that you wanted to clean up? Yeah.
1: Well, first of all, I want to correct myself. I said in the show, Travis, that Martinsville was part of Little Okaw Valley. It is not. Is part of the Egyptian Illini Conference, but I don't consider that a conference. So, therefore, that is why I do not recognize Martinsville being there.
0: Well, I mean, it's the same as Egyptian Illini. It's the same as like SEB and CHBC, no, but they're they also a part, part of, of the, the NTC. NTC Travis.
1: They're in the NTC. <laughs> you can't be in two. <laughs> Patoka Odin, I think, is there too. Yeah. Nah. Nah. <laughs> so, technically, the Little call Valley is Oblong and Duggar Union. That's according to online sources.
0: Duggar Union.
1: Which is Indiana. Yeah. Oh. So I don't, I don't think that's how that works.
0: Yeah, no. I don't think Anyways. that's how that works either. Anyways, so. Double check your sources there. Yeah,
1: yeah. Alrighty. Uh, Mulberry
0: <laughs> Grove's a part of that conference, too. <laughs> Everyone just join it. <laughs> <laughs> i Maybe think i did it. I, don't know. I think i did know that <laughs> i was <just have> <laughs> looking up that last night i doing. think i did see that <laughs>
1: all right nfl teams have some tough decisions to make today franchise tag window opens at four o'clock eastern three o'clock central mm-hmm. teams are allowed to tag one player scheduled to become an unrestricted free agent mm-hmm. so there's that some of the players uh, expected to be tagged include saquon barkley t higgins and Brian Burns. The franchise tag period runs until March 5th. Mm. A well-traveled running back, Travis, is hanging up his football cleats for good. Mike Davis announced Monday he's retiring from the NFL. The just turned 31-year-old had over 2,000 rushing yards and 14 touchdowns over his eight-year career. He also added 1,066 receiving yards and four touchdowns. Davis was originally selected by the San Francisco 49ers in the fourth round of the 2015 draft. The South Carolina product also spent time with the Seahawks, Panthers, Bears, and Ravens. Hmm. The Nets are promoting Kevin Ollie to interim head coach, according to ESPN. Ollie will run the Nets' practice on Tuesday, start his head coaching duties on Thursday against the Raptors. He joined the Nets as an assistant coach this season, won a national championship as UConn's coach in 2014. Mm. Minnesota Timberwolves are keeping a veteran player around for a while longer. ESPN reports Mike Conley has agreed on Monday to a two-year, $21 million extension to stay with the T-Wolves.
0: Staying put
1: yep staying put not going anywhere someone else staying put university of arizona is planning to keep their head basketball coach around long term arizona coach tommy lloyd signed a five-year contract extension keeps him with the program until at least 2029 hmm Gino Oriema continues to add more milestones to his illustrious head coaching career. The UConn women's basketball coach broke a tie with Coach K for second-most wins by a head coach in Division I men's or women's college basketball. The so Huskies beat Craze in 73-53 in Big East action on Monday.
0: Mm, another accomplishment. Nice. Yep.
1: The Pac-12 has appointed a new commissioner. The Flannery Conference has appointed conference. Is that really a power five still? Are we, do we still call the Pac-12 a Power 5 conference?
0: Uh, sure.
1: No. I refuse to.
0: Yeah, probably not. I refuse to.
1: Um, all right. Uh, in Texas, because we can't go a day without talking about Jerry Jones, a Texas judge is deciding whether the owner of the Dallas Cowboys will be required to complete a paternity test. 27-year-old woman claims that Jerry Jones is her father. She sued him in 2022 at a court hearing this week. Attorneys for the billionaire called the testing a, quote, invasion of privacy, end quote. Alexandria Davis said that her mother had an affair with Jones in the mid-90s. Pair previously settled out of court. Jones allegedly agreed to pay them financial support as long as they didn't go public with Oh, order.
0: man. Mm. What is it with these? Billionaire owners. Billionaire because, owners. Yeah, men.
1: Can't keep it together.
0: Can't keep out of the news either.
1: And Travis. Mm -hmm. The College Football Playoff Board of Managers is approving a model for the new 12-team playoff. The new model guarantees the five highest-ranked conference champions will be included in the expanded playoffs this fall. The next seven highest-ranked teams will fill out the rest of the bracket. Vote had to be unanimous for the new format to be approved. Originally, the Power 5 conference champs were going to earn the automatic bid, but the recent realignment decimated the Pac-12 and left only four true Power conferences. So what does that mean? Well, that means that Travis, the champions, in theory, the highest ranked champion, obviously not including the SEC, Big Ten, ACC, and Big 12. Mm-hmm. No, it's missing one. So you have those four, and then it would be the highest of, I would assume, the Sun Belt, the Pac-2, the Mountain West, the Mid-America, Conference USA, and the American, right? I mean, that's how I read that.
0: Uh, yeah, I'd have to do a little bit more uh, research of where the other one's going to come from. but
1: Well, it says the five highest conference champs. So mm-hmm. those would be, obviously you have the the, the big four. Right. And then you're going to have the, the fifth highest ranked conference champ. So
0: Yeah, in... kind of without the Pac-12 being no more.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, it's, it's not going to be... Obviously, it's not going to be from the pack 2 So, therefore, it's going to be like an SMU or a Liberty or
0: mm-hmm. whomever. Yeah, whoever's the highest ranked. Which
1: I'm fine with.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Because that is going to guarantee a... You know, it's better than just saying, oh, well, we're going to have one of these extra teams get a berth. hmm Like, no, they're a conference champ. Right. And then the next seven highest. So, in theory... Again, I'm talking in theory here because mm-hmm. it's never going to happen because the voters will not allow it to happen. But in theory, Travis, if you have a team like, let's say, SMU, who was 11 and 3 this year. Yeah. And they would be, you know, ranked. But let's say they were ranked a little higher than 22nd. Let's say that they were, I don't know, 10th, for argument's sake. Mm hmm. And then let's say that there was James Madison. So again, as we talked about, not able to be in postseason. But 11-2 and two on the season. And let's say they were ranked 12th. hmm In theory, Travis, that means that there are two small, quote-unquote, teams getting in. I guess so. It'll never happen because they won't vote for that to happen. They'll find a way to make sure it doesn't happen.
0: Yeah, no. But in
1: theory, that's what should happen. Mm-hmm. But because college football is all about the money, they would much rather have the bigger schools get in. So Of course. Yeah. Expect a 10-3 and 3 LSU team to make it in, or a 9-4 and 4 Tennessee team to get in.
0: Well, that's much deserved then. Yeah,
1: exactly, Travis.
0: <laughs> much and deserved. And it
1: doesn't say anywhere, and I was looking at this, trying to find information on it, but... Notre Dame where do they fit in
0: yeah because
1: they're not a conference champ
3: no they're not
1: so it's
0: too good for a conference or army yeah
1: or UConn or Massachusetts all those independent schools they're not a conference champ so I guess they'd take up one of the seven spots
0: so not even I don't even think that they're D1 yeah they are in football
1: yep they finished 3-9 hmm. and nine this year
0: hmm I didn't think they were even D1. They some other fo- uh, basketball schools. Yep. I'm thinking of. Uh,
1: They already have their 2024 schedule out. So. All
0: right. Yep. can wait. They're hire
1: Matt Brock as the uh, defensive coordinator.
0: Cannot wait. Yep.
1: They start the season at Maryland, does UConn. Hmm. So, getting some Big Ten action in there. Nice. For the Huskies of UConn. Nice. So... Alright, that was my college football rant.
0: <laughs> that's now, your uh a rant, huh? Yeah,
1: yeah. Now, what's
0: Well, the uh spring game for the uh, Illini is gonna be on April twentieth, so that's something calendar. to look look forward to in the season opener I already marked down. Yeah, you on the thirty yep. first of August. So yep. Mark your calendars. Mark your calendars get for ready. For the hundred years of Memorial Stadium.
1: Oh, that's gonna be a nice Nice thing. I bet they have tons of previews, tons of uh, you know.
0: And the of course the uh, read dedication game on October nineteenth.
1: Yep. Against Michigan. Um, I saw you looking this up, Travis. So we'll just go ahead and go right into this. This brawl.
0: Yeah, I saw that that brawl that out
1: between Texas A&M and Commerce. uh, uh, This is awful.
0: Yeah, you know, like in a. happened during the handshake line after the game yep and just punches and all that stuff and it was crazy as
1: a broadcaster of the game said a quote young girl in the crowd was hurt and that one of the team's managers had quote blood on his face Mm -hmm. that's not that's not great no especially what sounded and again i heard the broadcast of this this early early this morning they were playing it on ESPN Radio on Center Overnight. It sounded like a great game. Like, it wasn't like it was a blowout.
0: It was 76-72. Yeah. So it was close. So... Hmm... Uh, they are part of the Southland Conference and uh, the uh, statement that the conference said they'll be working closely with both universities to review the footage and issue appropriate disciplinary action on sportsman-like behaviors unacceptable in the Southland Conference and the safety of our student-athletes, spectators, and officials remain a, a top priority. Yeah. Uh, both teams are at the bottom of the conference standings. As well, with uh, each entering with three yeah, wins, they weren't that great in that anyways. conference. So,
1: so I don't know what happened. You can tell by the amount of people in the stands <laughs> in the video that both these teams are very, very good at basketball. So,
0: well, you know, they give it their the best effort in the Southland Conference. Right, I guess
1: so. So that's just uncalled for. Just shake
0: hands, I mean, yeah, this is all chaos with the coaches trying yep. to get uh the teams back in the locker room, yeah and whatnot, I guess I mean it's lucky that there wasn't more people there in the stands, otherwise it uh, could be, be a full-out brawl the they're s- they're still yep. going yeah out there and just, just just still trying to separate yep. players, hmm. Man. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Not too often you see a, a brawl, a brawl like that.
1: Especially at, you know, a, a college game that you don't really, I mean.
0: I was like, Texas A&M, and then I was like. Uh, no, no, not gotcha. that Texas A&M. Not that Texas A&M.
1: Um, also, Travis, uh, just wanted to update you on yesterday. Uh, St. Joe's coach, Paterno, not ripping anybody, but he stands by what he says. Mm-hmm. Not ripping anyone apart, but I stand I saw, by what I said. I saw
0: that, yeah. <laughs> There's that for you. Uh, also, a shout-out yesterday. You talked about uh, UConn women's getting the uh, win. Yep. Uh, the Illini got a win yesterday there as well that. on President's Day. A little getaway day there at the yes. State Farm Center. Coach Underwood was in attendance, I saw. And I saw Coach Green pick up the win against number 14, Indiana. Hoosiers. of the season. Yeah, Hoosiers going down.
1: And their biggest Winning against ranked opponent, I think I read in 20 years. Yeah, by 20, it was
0: 86-66 for the Illini. Along those lines, so great job. Team. Yeah, great job. awesome. Um, awesome to see.
1: All right. Uh, oh, I was going to bring up um, the Sky, Travis. I know, WNBA. Why are we talking about the WNBA? Well, because I found this very intriguing, Travis.
3: Hmm.
1: So the Sky, like I said, they traded guard Julie uh, Ailman, center Lee Yuru and a 2025 third-round pick to the LA Spark for the number eight pick in the draft. So the Sky now have the third, eighth, and thirteenth pick in the draft. Travis, mm. are they trading with Indy for Caitlin Clark?
0: Oh, yeah, so they're definitely stockpiling they're the stockpiling top picks the draft
1: to do something potentially. And, and that is a team that you know I know they just won the championship a year, you know, a couple years ago, but they've lost everyone from that team the MVP who was on that team is no longer there the, everyone who was on that team I think is gone now mm-hmm. so why not try to get that number one picking at Caitlin Clark because at least you know fans will show up especially if you're in Chicago yeah. it's a lot closer to Iowa than uh India's
0: yeah I definitely know that everyone's chasing the aces of course uh, oh, yeah. the champions and then the liberty with Sabrina Escu yep. and, yep. and Brianna Stewart and that super team that they got going on there, so uh it takes a lot to catch those two, but uh maybe it mean, might be some uh, picks i
1: I think try to try to move up to one and try and get Caitlin Clark
0: and my sparks, of course,
1: of course, your sparks that's who they traded with oh really yeah they have, spark had the eighth pick, and the mm. uh, sky got it now, hmm so.
0: Those are the days.
1: That was all I wanted to say about that. Okay. Mm. Anything else you got before uh, NASCAR and Cubs and sports uh,
0: history? Let's see. Uh, no, not not really. Um, so let's get to the state in sports history. All
1: right, you want to do the state in sports history first? Yeah. Okay. Uh, on this date in 1996, Utah's John Stockton became the all time leader in steals with 2,311 passing previous leader Maurice Cheeks in a 1-12-98 win over Boston.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: On this date in 1998, 15-year-old Tara Lipinski becomes the youngest ever to win Olympic gold in women's finger skating.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Also on this date in 1998, Pavel Breyer scores five goals for Russia in an Olympic semifinal game against Finland. Russia won that game 7-4 but fell 1-0 to the Czech Republic in the gold medal game. And finally on this date in twenty seventeen, DeMarcus Cousins is traded from the Kings to the Pelicans, creating a star powered duo in New Orleans with Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Okay. That
0: is uh Sports Center. I can dig that. Yep. All righty. So a lot of Olympics in there.
1: Yeah, we've got a couple yeah, we got a couple big ones coming up soon, um by the end of this week. So
0: we'll be on the lookout. That. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh so uh, let's get to uh, the uh cubs here.
1: Okay. All right.
0: What did you want to complain about the cubs? What do they do? So.
1: They
0: went and signed an Alv Alvilder.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. But Mr. Ricketts spoke yesterday. And can someone please shut this guy up? Don't let him talk. Why? Well, This is what he had to say. He was talked about the team, and, of course, people asked about Cody Bellinger, as they are naturally. As you would, yeah. And he said, quote, there's been some discussions, but it hasn't become a negotiation yet.
0: (laughs) What's it going to take? Has it become a negotiation?
1: He also said the Cubs are waiting for Bellinger and his agent Scott Boris to engage and Ricketts does not plan on getting involved personally with discussions calling that a signature move of Borst to get ownership directly involved quote we'll just see where it goes he told reporters that negotiations could commence any time now or it could be a few weeks he also added that he will not get involved in talks with Bellinger's agent because it has the potential to quote undermine the credibility of your general manager and so inserting yourself into that negotiation i don't think that helps so I don't talk to him. Mm. That's how you lose players. Yeah. That's how you miss out on people. Yeah. You don't just sit around and wait for them to come to you. You go to them and open the negotiations. You don't wait for him to start.
0: Right. So that that kind of tells me Shut uh, this guy all, up. all you need to know, but is uh Scott Boris one of the one of the big reasons why this isn't getting done?
1: I mean, you mean in general as far as baseball free agency? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the remaining big free agents are all his. I was going to
0: say, like, if they all have uh, one thing in common. Yep. It's his clients. Yep. So I think that should tell us all that we need to know there. yeah,
1: Although it did come out, I believe, today, yesterday, that the Yankees have an official offer in on Blake Snell. Mm. So at least we know there's – they're having negotiations, unlike the Cubs, apparently. 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 We're just sitting around waiting for people to come to us and say, hey, we, we're we doing the Cardinals approach, Travis. Do you want to come here? Okay, then we'll talk to you about a contract.
0: Right. <laughs> doesn't exactly work like that. Stupid. <laughs>
1: Someone shut this guy up and get him away from this team. Get him away. Get him away. Boy or two. Get both of them gone. <laughs> Run them out of town. Good for nothing.
0: Get them out of here. Good for <laughs> nothing.
1: All righty. You want to do uh, NASCAR?
0: Yeah, let's get to some NASCAR here. Okay, so Daytona, Daytona 500. 500. 500. Yeah. We got it in. We
1: did. A couple of crashes, as you mm-hmm. would expect, but only five cautions, which is a lot less than what was expected, especially when you have two that were for stage breaks.
0: So, mm-hmm.
1: not bad, but I still have a problem, Travis.
0: Got a got a problem.
1: We had a caution to end the race. Yeah. Literally feet after the start-finish line. We have to figure out something. And, and they used to try it. They used to have a line on the back stretch, and if the leader made it to that line, then they would the race would be over, and if they didn't make it... I don't know what the right answer is. But we can't have our biggest race of the year end a ca- with a caution five feet past the start finish line.
0: Right. Yeah. That,
1: that's just not gonna that that doesn't work for me.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: especially when the the driver who was caught up in that caution is going in press events afterwards, that's Austin Sindrick, going in press events afterwards and saying, The guy behind me spun me out intentionally so he could keep his spot at the end of the race. Mm. Because now you got an even bigger problem where guys know, oh, hey, the leader has crossed the finish line. If I cause a caution, I can stay right here where I'm at. Yeah. And be good and not lose anything. Especially mm-hmm. if you're in the line that's maybe losing momentum. Right. I mm-hmm. just. Not a.
0: Yeah, I don't. And, and here's I what like made it that.
1: worse. Here is what made it worse, Travis. So that was the cup race. The, the end wreck quote unquote was two cars spinning to the bottom and i don't think they crashed i i i I was just starting my game to be honest so i didn't see the the very very end of it i did have my phone up watching it but i didn't quite see i know there was an accident and i didn't have time or i just forgot i'll say i forgot um this morning to look but i see a lot of people now are questioning the winner because of when the lights were on and who was in front and everything like this and so the last accident mm-hmm. um it's coming down there's two cars spin out ross chastain austin Cindric and then there's a couple of cars that get caught up but they're well past the finish line and there's not a whole lot of damage yeah okay so we'll say four we'll say it's a four car accident there didn't look like there was a whole lot of damage on the track it it didn't look like a it wasn't a massive accident um of of that sort um the fact that it says daytona 500 ends with a big one that's a little bit of a misunderstanding because i don't think four cars is a big one no Uh, you know and like i said you have you have the two cars sliding down to the grass um this is the, the slow motion to show who's ahead and who's behind and everything like that but right i didn't think it was that big of an accident
0: mm-hmm. but
1: they threw the caution right all right now travis i know you
0: uh-huh. i know
1: you're a you're you're a fan but you're not a die-hard fan no and I know you did not stay up late to watch the Xfinity race, which followed the Daytona 500. And I know you, you probably have not watched highlights from that Xfinity
0: no. race. You would be correct. You know so, me well.
1: So, I'm going to show you the highlights. I think I just
0: you. got a, a notification on who won, but that's about it.
1: Yes. So, I'm going to show you the highlights from this Xfinity race, Travis, because there I, I have a problem. <laughs> Now again, this race took place immediately afterwards after the yeah. cup race. Okay? Sure. So we're picking up this video, and I'm showing this live to Travis right now. We're picking up this video on the final lap. They're in turn one of the final lap.
0: Okay? Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: I'm just gonna let it play. So sure. This is turn one. They're racing through turn one. And, you know, everyone's kinda going, oh, there's a spin. Oh, the third car in line spins and they're crashing. And they're crashing. What do you not see, Travis?
0: I don't see a yellow flag anywhere. They do
1: not throw a yellow flag.
0: No caution. No caution. Just Cars all the... over the
1: backstretch. <laughs> yeah, just
0: kind of letting the race play out.
1: Now, I know people will say, oh, well, but Eric, that was right at the start-finish line was the Daytona 500. That accent was right at the start-finish line. This was on the backstretch. They'll be slowed down by the time. They're not coming. Doesn't matter. It's the Daytona 500 you find a way to get it under green. Yeah. Because you can't have the biggest race of the year end mm. under caution. Sure. And I actually feel, if you look at the video, Travis, of this Xfinity race, I and you can tell right here, I'm going to pause it right here, mm-hmm. Austin Hill, who was leading, going 183 miles an hour. Sheldon is in second, 177 miles an hour. He let up because he was expecting a caution to come out because he had just seen the race and figured they were going to throw a caution. When they didn't, he gave up any chance he had of winning the race. And not only that, because it was the third car the accident was, there's no one to push him.
3: Exactly, So why not
1: call the race at that point? Because Austin Hill's going to win regardless. Mm. Because there's no way this pack can give enough of a push to Sheldon Creed, Mm. whereas in the Daytona 500, they were battling side-by-side side at the line. You can't... I mean, there's a whole pack of cars there. Anyone could have won that. Right. I, you can't have your biggest race end in controversy. And that's exactly yeah. what
0: happened. Well, yeah, and you can't have the biggest race of the year end like that under caution as well. Especially after waiting well, a day. So... Yeah,
1: you forced everyone to wait today, and then you gave it a you gave up on it a lap short. hmm. I just I'm if it was a huge wreck, if there was multiple cars sprayed out all over the track, if if there was a car right in the middle of the of the racing lane who could not move, mm-hmm. yes, throw the caution. But everyone drove away from the accident. Hmm. Terrible yeah. call by NASCAR. That was a quick trigger finger when you didn't need it. Sure. So, not happy with that. But, Travis, what I am happy with was pick him.
0: Uh, I bet you are. <laughs>
1: Barely. Uh, Travis picked Carson. Barely. Carson Hosovar. <laughs> he was caught up in the big rack, finished 40th. I picked Justin Haley. He only finished 26th, so uh, I'll take the win there, but neither one of us starting off too hot uh, on our year. We were much better in the clash. We finished third and fourth in the clash, but... 500 did us in.
0: Yeah. Unbelievable. He he gets taken out in the very yep. first wreck, and then I kind of lost interest uh, after that from his perspective. So yep. I was like, eh. I don't even know if he got back on the. He didn't.
1: No. No. He was done for the day.
0: After lap five? Get yep. wrecked on lap five?
1: Yeah. <sighs> oh. I think it was a little later. I think it was 22.
0: It was one of the first ones yeah. with uh, Harrison Burton.
1: Yeah, it, it, it was I
0: early. I saw it early in the race, and I was like, "Yeah, stupid."
1: But Travis, do you know what wasn't a bad thing? What? The person who said Corey Leroy was going to get a top five. Mm-hmm. That'd be me on Friday. He finished fourth. Yeah. So I'll take. If I would have put entertainment on this weekend, Travis, I would have had uh, $2,100 right now, or 2100 entertainment. Um, and my second Units. pick, if you remember, was the Xfinity race. I had Sheldon Creed, and he finished second because he couldn't get a push there at the end because he thought the costume was coming out. So I was yeah. a little upset because who was he in? Who was Sheldon Creed was second? Who was in front of him? Austin Hill, his teammate from last year, who called him out and said he was an mm-hmm. awful driver. I was so wanting him to spin him out off of Ford to win it's first race. But <laughs> he couldn't get there because everyone let up because they thought the wreck was going to cause caution.
0: Mm-hmm. So mad. <laughs> yeah.
1: Austin Hill has now won three straight Daytona races in the Xfinity Series. So.
0: Yeah, right. He dominated that.
1: And I hated it because the commentary team featured one of the principal uh, members of the Richard Childress Racing Team that Austin Hill drives for. So, as soon as he crosses the finish line, he's like, yeah, big country! Woo! Woo! It's like, you're supposed to be a broadcast journalist, and I'm biased. You remind big me a lot country. <laughs> Big country. Big <laughs> country. Speaking of big country, there was a big country fight in the parking lot I saw a video of this morning uh, uh, in the parking lot of the Daytona 500, so...
0: Well, luckily with all the chaos this weekend, I did not end up uh, putting too much entertainment on this because mine would have kind of been a smoke there. Joey Logano got caught up in the big one there, yeah. but otherwise he was doing just fine. He was uh, yeah. there on the pole. Uh, I know Ryan Priest got uh, caught up in to, a wreck yeah, as well. Uh, Ross Chastain, I also had a top three. As well, but he was he, doing you know, good. he was doing fine. Twenty first, though, so. Yep,
1: recollect. He was the one who wrecked out to bring out the final caution. Hmm. He was third at the time, so.
0: Uh, I actually I knew that you picked uh, Corey LaJoy somewhere for yep. inter. I didn't know if it was entertainment. I actually thought you picked them for Pick'Em. No. Uh, so I was a little bit worried there. No, top, from that perspective. Top five, and he you ended up
1: fourth for me. So we went two out of three on our NASCAR picks for the weekend. And the one we missed on still finished second. So, All right,
0: still not uh, bad.
1: I'll take that. We yeah. Move on to Atlanta, where the weather, Travis, looks beautiful. So, Good. double header on Saturday, Xfinity and Trucks on the drafting track of of uh, Atlanta. Atlanta.
0: <laughs> hot Atlanta. Maybe not hot right now.
1: Uh, I think it said it was going to be like sixty-five or seventy. I'll take it. Take it. Take it better than thirty-two in snow. So.
0: You know, it's supposed to be warmer here. So. It's supposed
1: to cool down after it rains next week, but eh. who knows what the weather's going to do. Yeah. Anything else? That's all I got. I got nothing else written down.
0: Nope, I don't have anything else, I don't think. So, I think we'll just, uh, we'll call it. And uh, so uh, we'll uh, get on out of here uh, for the uh, day and uh, we will be back tomorrow to uh, recap those uh, sectional games. So uh, until then, uh, thanks for listening and thanks for downloading. Uh, Peace out. Have a great rest of your day.